Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Going at you without the constraints of church politics or denominational bias, the Red Rooster pledges to preach to you the word of God just the whether it be you, your daddy, your mom, or your preacher. And now, without further delay, please welcome your host of the gospel message, the Red Rooster. God bless you. Thank you for being with me tonight. I appreciate everybody that's been watching and sharing. You're watching the gospel message. Glory to God. And I am your host, it's the little old red rooster. do a different subject tonight. going so many different directions I don't know which word to, which verse to start at mm. let's get rid of this for sister Wanda real quick before we get going um, a couple of quick prayer requests uh, we've got uh, keep brother Homer in your prayers or the mic in your prayers uh, sister Jan in your prayers there in Northridge free will um, and especially keep sister Jan in your prayers on another note for Brother Alvy, he tells some of the driest jokes that I've ever heard in my life. So she's also got to put up with that. So anyway, love you, Sister Jan, Brother Alvy. Uh, but we're going to we're gonna switch gears a little bit. I know the past few um, broadcasts we've been teaching on baptism, which, for the record, I've had people stop me in church, call me on the phone, which is fine, um, asking me certain things about what I'm teaching or telling me whether I'm wrong or right. And I get it. Everybody has an opinion. Um, baptism is part of the gospel. You can't get rid of it. We're not going to teach on that tonight, but it's part of the gospel. It always will be. Um, people were thinking that I might have been saying that if you didn't go, you know, get baptized, you're going to burn in hell. <laughs> I never said that. I'm just saying it's part of the commandment in the gospel is to repent and be baptized. It's just the basic fundamentals. The person rejects that. If they want to reject 
part of the counsel of God, that's up to them. That's between them and God. It starts out by the word of faith. And the word of faith takes us on more steps to, to bring us closer to God. And we're all growing in grace. We're growing in faith. We're growing in knowledge. And I was teaching that baptism was part of the gospel, plain and simple. But, and that's up to you. I believe the commandments there, therefore do it. And it's part of faith. But speaking of faith, I think we're going to get into the basic tonight, the basics of of the word of God. And you hear so many different gospels, uh, so many different teachings. And sometimes you just have to get down to the very basics and just dumb it down. I need things dumbed down to me. And as I was, I was thinking about things today and studying, I thought, let's, if we can take it back to the very basics, the one plus one, and just get the basic fundamentals down of the word of God. And I, and I, and I typed in something like in coordinates and if you just type in, I think it's, well, let's just get it. And it's the first place that pops up after the flood. And I believe it's Genesis, the 15th chapter. I think it says the word of the Lord. Let's just get it. Genesis 15 and 1. Yeah. Um, get Genesis 15 and 1, and let's get St. John, the first chapter. We're just going to get basics to the word of God. What is the word of God? Um, the gospel. Is there is there more than one gospel? And if you if you look into your uh, concordance again, type in quotation marks gospels with an S. It's not in your Bible. That's first and foremost. Gospels with an S is not in your Bible. So we go back to what is the gospel? It's the Word of God. So get Genesis fifteen, get Saint John one, and get well, just to get started. First Peter, the second chapter. No, First Peter, the first chapter. So First Peter one. St. John 1, Genesis 15 and 1. Now, this is the first time that in the Bible it says the word of the Lord. In quotations, you put it in your, in your concordance. First place it's going to pop up is after the flood when God approaches Abram. And listen to what this is. Genesis 15 and 1. Just dump, we're dumbing it down to the basics of the word of God. And after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram. First place you can find it in that manner. After the flood, God called a man to bring him out from his kindred, from his family, and to set him on a journey to follow the word that he gave him. And when you look at the basics of the gospel, God speaks to us through his word. And through that speaking, we then move to his word. See, just to look at his word and hear his word, and say, I believe, means nothing if there's no submission to it. And it hit me the other day. Brother Josh was preaching in, in Northridge. did a good job last night. And when that word of faith goes out, it brings us a message, and there's a crossroads. We either submit ourselves to the righteousness of God, and we begin to follow the word of God, or we reject that counsel, and we go our own direction. We walk after the flesh. There's only, and when, when you dumb it down just, just to the very basics, there's two people. There's people that follow God and there's people that don't follow God. There's people that take heed to the basics of the word of God and there's those that just disannul it. They just don't want to do it. So 15, when the word of God came to Abram, after these things, the word of God, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. 
And on down, he told him that he was going to bless him and that his seed would be blessed. All nations of the earth will be blessed in this man's seed. But first, Abram had to go on a journey and do what the word of God told him. Pay attention very closely. Let's get just jump back to the 12th, uh, 12th chapter. When the word of God began to reveal to Abram, 12 and 1, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto the land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. When the word of faith came to Abram, if Abram would have said, Lord, I believe you, I appreciate that blessing, but he never took the journey God told him to go on, that blessing would have turned into a curse to him. Listen closely. Third verse, and I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse him that curseth thee. As long as Abram was on the journey of faith, he was blessed. And everything that came against his journey was cursed. That's the way it is today. Jesus came to bless us and turning away every one of us from our iniquities. As long as we keep turning from those iniquities, third chapter of Acts, we're blessed. Because we're following the path of the, of the faith of God. When we turn from the faith and we go back to work in the flesh and our path that leads to destruction, that's the path that's cursed. Listen to the basics of the word of God. Fourth verse. So Abram departed as the Lord has spoken unto him. Abram began to do the work of God. It wasn't Abraham's plan to go depart from his family, from his kindred. It wasn't Abraham's plan. He didn't come up with this plan to go leave everybody and start a journey of faith. But as God began popping up to him in visions and dreams and talking to him, he told him in the 15th chapter saying, fear not. The word of the Lord came to him again. He said, I am my shield, protection, and my exceeding great reward. So when you go on the journey, You've got to believe that God is your protection. God is your reward. Because if you don't believe that he's going to bring you through it, you won't finish your journey. But Abram did, didn't he? Now you're thinking, how does this go with the gospel? This is Old Testament. What if I told you tonight that this is the gospel? And there's only one. Bear with me. Don't scroll yet. Well, you can, but don't scroll yet. Now the 15th chapter... He tells him that he was gonna uh, is gonna take him to the the land of the Chaldees and thou shalt inherit it. He promised him a seed. Um, fourth verse: Behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, "This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth of thine own bowels shall be." He's, he was promising him a son, and his name was going to be Isaac. The next son that was going to come was going to be Jacob. God made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob a long time ago, back in Genesis, that they would inherit the earth forever and that they would be a blessing and a great nation in the world. Did you know we're part of the family of Abraham? Did you know that same promise is preached to us through Christ? Same word, the same gospel. Listen closely. Now, I want to let everybody know there's one gospel. That's what I'm getting at tonight. There's one message. There's one promise of eternal life, and that's through it started. Well, I tell you what, 
Just let 15 go. Just jump on down to 17. Um, goodness. It's all good. We're going to go to St. John. We're going to go to 1 Peter. Give me just a second here. Oh, boy, we've already got comments coming from Dax. I'll read that in just a second. Well, let's go ahead and read it now. I'm going to another guest, which is not another. Okay, gotcha. It's not really sure what your point is, but I gotcha. Oh, another gospel. Okay. Well, next we're getting ready to read that Paul's writing. Paul even acknowledged that God preached before the gospel unto Abraham. And he preached Christ. So before you start getting too mouthy on there, just bear with me. Brother Billy said I was wrong. God bless you, Brother Billy. Brother Mike Spence, wifey, thank you. Uh, so we're going to keep going. 17th chapter of Genesis. Um, and the 21st verse. He's, God said, but my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time the next year. And uh, he goes on down and he, and he, he promises him a, a child. And not, not to go through this whole thing, but when God made an oath to Abraham, Brother Dax, how long was that oath good for? How long was that promise good for? Let's just get in it tonight. One word, one gospel, one message. And we know the law of Moses, the carnal ordinances in Galatians, the third chapter, we can go read, was added because of transgressions until the seed should come. Well, let's just see who that promised seed was. Same message all the way through. Uh, let's get St. John. Well, we'll get that in a minute. Now let's get that now. St. John 1 and 1. Remember, we're dumbing it down to the basics. Brother Dax, pay attention. We're dumbing it down to the basics. In the beginning was the word. How many words are there? How many messages of God are there? Isn't every message of God to bring us to him by faith? to turn our wicked hearts to God and to let him do a work in our lives. Brother Dex, that's dumbing it down as much as I can. That goes for all of us. That goes for everybody from the beginning in the garden. God commanded obedience by faith. Now, St. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Let's go all the way back to the word in the beginning. The word was with God. The word was God. Did the word change, Brother Dax? Did the word of God ever change? God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's word, and I want this to, to just you really get this. God's word cannot change. The only thing God turns away from is his wrath when you get in his will, when you get in his word. God's word goes forth. We receive it by faith, and it has to change us. Otherwise, the wrath of God abides on the children of disobedience. Brother Dex, you know that too. Well, let's not pick on Brother Dex. Let's keep on reading. Now, we know the word of God can't change. It was in the beginning with God. That same word of God that was in the beginning with God came to Abram, changed his name to Abraham, changed his course of life, promised him a son, 
And by living by faith and doing what God told him to do, that man by faith changed the face of the world. Our father Abraham, father of faith, is he not? Did God preach the word to Abram? Let's just see, Brother Dex. And this is Paul's writings here. I know some people like to really push Paul like he's preaching something different. Let's just get it. We'll get first Peter here in a little bit. Eventually, Brother Dex, we'll find something we agree on. I thought we'd agree on the word, but let's get Galatians. Galatians, the third chapter. Galatians, the third chapter. Let's see what Paul rehearsed, which we say these are his letters of the gospel of the New Testament. Hashtag Dex. Hashtag Dex. Hashtag Dex. These are the letters of the New Testament written by Paul. Let's see if Paul went all the way back to Abraham. To Abraham. Matter of fact, let's see if God that never changes the word that was with God, that was God in the beginning. Let's see if he rehearses that and what Paul calls that. Otherwise, Paul's got a couple gospels he's preaching about. Acts. Galatians, the third chapter. Oh, six verse. Even as Abraham believed God, he had some faith in God's word from the beginning, didn't he? That same faith, we're the children of Abraham by faith, ain't we? Well, let's just say in that same chapter, and let's just jump on the 29th verse. Let's see if Abraham has something to do with the gospel. And if you be Christ, that's what Paul preached. Christ and him crucified, yea, but is risen again. If you be Christ, these are Paul's words, then are ye Abraham's seed. Wait a second. Apostle Paul, according to his gospel, brought in Abraham. Brought in Isaac, brought in Jacob. Why? Because it was an everlasting covenant. Let's just read some more about this. Stay in the same chapter here of Paul's precious writing and get the whole sixth verse where we just jumped there. Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know you therefore that they which are of faith, you have faith, oh we I know you preach faith. Matter of fact, a lot of preachers, that's all they preach is faith. Nothing to go with it. Brother Abraham had some obedience. He had some submission to that faith. It wasn't just a mindset and just saying, I believe. He actually did something about it. Let's just see what he did. He left his family, started a new family, left his kindred, went to a new land in obedience of the faith. But then he says, know you therefore that they which are of faith, is it a different faith? Or does it happen to be the same faith that Abraham had is the same faith that Apostle Paul preached to the churches? You can argue with that if you'd like. Know you therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of all one big happy family. But that would be one message, one gospel, one faith, one Lord. Wouldn't that be one? I'm sure you find a way to argue with that too. Let's just keep going. And the scripture, 8th verse, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen. Matter of fact, the, he said all nations of the earth would be blessed. Sounds like Paul's gospel, don't it? But what did he say? The scripture, Old Testament, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith. Same faith, same word. Preach, what did God do? 
God preached before the gospel. Oh, Brother Dax, walk away. Walk away from the screen. Scroll it quick. Your blood pressure is going to go up way too high. For Just relax. Calm down. Take a deep breath. Get your drink of water. Pay close attention to this. Because Paul called this the gospel. Now, if Paul had one gospel in this pocket and one gospel in another pocket, I have to study that out. Looks like one message to me. Oh. Eighth verse, as Griffith was saying that God would justify the heathen through faith, preach before the gospel. Unto, so God did some preaching unto Abraham. Well, you can probably find that in Genesis 12, Genesis 15, Genesis 17, and Genesis 22. So God did some preaching, and he preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, And these shall all nations be, heard, be blessed, which signifies that he would justify the heathen through faith. Are we justified? Brother Dex, through the gospel, through the faith of the gospel, sure we are. Same gospel that God preached to Abraham. Go chew on that for a little while. But then let's just go on down uh, 14th verse. This is where it gets pretty. I wanted to save this for later in the broadcast, but old Dex got my old zeal worked up. And I'm not going to be looking at too many more comments because I want to keep going in scripture. But 14th verse of the same chapter. That the blessing of Abraham. Huh? Abraham again. Paul likes Abraham. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Well, how are we blessed? We're blessed through faith. We're saved by grace through faith. That's the gift of God. It's not of us. It's not of our works. Lest any man should boast. But this man, Abraham, he had the faith of God to do the work of God. Now, we've got the faith of God through Jesus Christ to do what? To do the work of God in our time. What is that work? It's a new creature. If any man be in Christ... He's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's not our work. That's the work of God through submission to the faith of Jesus Christ. Basics of the gospel. Sounds pretty simple, don't it? One message, one gospel. Obedience to the faith. Let's just keep reading. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So God made some promises by the Spirit to Abram. Brought us into it that he would justify the heathen through faith. One message, one faith, one gospel. Now, let's see here. This is, this is what I love this part right here. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be but a man's covenant. Abraham was a man in the mortal flesh just like you and me. He heard the word of faith and he moved to it. You go read the whole 11th chapter of Hebrews. It's the faith chapter. And every one of them did something with the faith that they heard. They just didn't believe by faith. Thank you, Jesus. I'm saved. No, they did something with that word of faith. They submitted themselves. That's always been the message of the gospel. Let's just keep going. Now, Abraham, and it, well, 15th verse. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant. Yet if it be confirmed... No man disannulleth or addeth thereto. Brother Dax, you can't disannul this gospel, and there's one gospel. You can't add to it, because otherwise you'd be adding another gospel. See, Apostle Paul knew the gospel that, he, that God preached to Abraham. Apostle Paul knew the message from on high from the beginning was the same word of God yesterday, today, and forever. Same message, same gospel. Paul didn't add to it. Paul didn't take away from it because he preached the same message that God preached to Abraham to the Gentiles, letting us know 
that we're blessed by the faith of Abraham. Now, let's just keep going. Beautiful. Word God's beautiful, ain't it? Uh, no man disannulleth or addeth there too. Now to Abraham and to his seed were the promises made. Now, it did say if it was confirmed. Brother Dax, we know he called it the gospel that God preached to Abraham. Let's see how long that's going to last. And again, I'm not looking at comments because I don't want to waste my time reading things when I should be preaching, but I appreciate all your comments. Um, let's just get that. Psalms 105. This is going to make you squirm here. This is going to make you squirm. Is that gospel of Abraham still in effect? Well, you go to the book of Matthew. It says there's 14 generations from this time to this, 14 generations from this time to this, 14 generations from this time to this. And it goes through, and you can kind of add those up, add a few if you want. But Psalms 105, let's see how long, according to generations, this word of God can go. Psalms 105. And five, reading down. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and his and the judgments of his mouth. Oh, you seed of Abraham. Are we the seed of Abraham? We sure are. We just read that in Galatians. Oh, you seed of Abraham. See, the psalmist David seen something that was coming that was afar off. And he confirmed it and he seen it with the promises that were already made that cannot be disannulled. They can't be added thereto. It's the same yesterday and today and forever since God spoke it. Oh, you seed of Abraham, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Here it comes. He hath remembered his covenant forever. What covenant is that? It had to be an everlasting covenant. Wouldn't it? What? Wait a minute. I thought Jesus was the everlasting covenant. Oh, go study that one out, Brother Dex. Let's just see how long this lasts again. He hath remembered his covenant forever. The word, just like St. John said, the word was in the beginning. Same was in the beginning with God. The word was God. It'll never change. The word, which he hath commanded to a thousand generations. This world ain't even close to a thousand generations. This word of God, this eternal covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it's been confirmed. Nobody can take away from it or add to it, not even Apostle Paul. You know why? Because he preached the same blessing, the same gospel, the same faith as our father Abraham. Now let's keep going. Eighth verse again. If remembered his covenant, how long? Forever. The word covenant, which he commanded to a thousand generations. Let's just get a little bit more in detail about this covenant. Which covenant he made with Abraham. And his oath unto Isaac. And he confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law. And to Israel. For an everlasting covenant. Nobody can disannul it. Nobody can add to it. We can only confirm it in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because that's the blessing. That's the seed that he was talking about with Abraham. That's the seed he was pointing to. We're going to go back to Galatians 3. And we're going to read that for you. I love getting my zeal stirred up. I appreciate that. Let's just see here. And confirm the same unto Jacob for a law. So that everlasting covenant is a law. Huh. Not the law of Moses because this law, this covenant came way before the law of Moses. We're going to read that also in Galatians, the third chapter. 
confirm the sake of the same unto Jacob for a law and to Israel for how long? An everlasting covenant. Now we're going to go right back to Galatians 3, and we're just going to start right after the 15th verse when he said, No man disannulleth. Neither, neither addeth there too. Why? It's an everlasting. He's commanded to a thousand generations. It'll never change. The next verse, 16th verse of the third chapter of Galatians. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not to seeds as of many. See, that gospel that God preached to Abraham in the eighth verse of the same chapter was talking about Jesus. Brother Dax, he preached Jesus all the way back to Abraham. You can't get rid of it. You can't disannul it. You can't add to it. Neither can Paul. You know why? Because Paul preached the same thing. Let's just keep reading. Now to Abraham and to his seed were the promises made. He saith not to seeds as of many. No. The blessing was going to go to many. But to Abraham and to his seed, singular, was the promise made. Promises made. He saith not into seeds as of many. But as to one, there's that seed again. Wait a second. What did Apostle Paul preach? What was his gospel? It was the seed of God, wasn't it? One man planteth, another watereth. Oh, Brother Dax, that should hashtag, hashtag Dax tonight. Glory to God. I appreciate, appreciate Hector. Abraham into a seed where the promises made. He saith not to seeds as of many, but as of one. One seed, one word, one faith, one message, Brother Dax, one gospel. Oh, it's gotta be gonna be horrible for you right now. Let's just keep going. Well, how does he end that 16th verse? He said, Not of the seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. Oh, Lord help. Apostle Paul was preaching Christ, the seed. Same seed that was preached before, the gospel unto Abram. It's all coming together real good here. And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed, was it confirmed? Psalms 105 said it was. He's quoting it. He's reverting back to the scripture that says it was confirmed. This I say that the covenant that was con confirmed before of God. How was it confirmed, Brother Dax? Woo, glory to God. It was confirmed before of God. In Christ, in the seed of God. All the way back to Genesis. Same word, same faith, same gospel, same message, same seed, same Jesus. How can that be? Because I thought Paul had his own gospel. Huh? That's confusing. Let's go study this out some more. But here's something that's beautiful. Remember, he confirmed it unto Jacob for a law, unto Israel for an everlasting covenant, Psalm 105. This I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, here comes a different law. This is the one everybody gets hung up on about the law of works. Was confirmed before of God in Christ, comma, the law, comma, which was 430 years later. You can see where Christ was preached by the gospel, by God himself to Abraham, 430 years before the law ever came into existence. Oh, it all started with faith, didn't it? As I say that the covenant that was con confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years later afterward, cannot disannul it. It can't change the gospel. It can't add to it. It can't take away. Nobody can. Not you, not me, not anybody. But what did he say? That the promise should be of none effect. The promise has always been by faith. 
Promise always will be by faith until we get the fullness of it. Then we won't need faith anymore because it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When the Son of God returns, we get our eternal inheritance. We won't need faith anymore. We'll have it. We'll have the substance of it eternally. But what did he say? 18th verse. For the, if the inheritance be of the law, the law of Moses, which was 430 years later, it is, it is, if it's of the law, it's no more promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. You know, Abraham still has not received that promise. People think, oh, Abraham got it a long time ago. Land of Canaan. Let me just give me a second to try to find this here. I don't have my phone. Well, he promised him more than just that little piece. Now listen to what he says. There's another verse I want, but this will work. Romans 4. Talking about Abraham. Romans 4 and 3. Let's say at the scripture. Paul going back to the scripture promises to Abraham. Abraham believed God and it was counted him for righteousness. He had faith. Let's just jump way on down. And let's do uh, 12. And the father of circumcision to them which are not of the circumcision only, is a promise to, but who also walk in the steps of that faith. That faith has steps to follow. Abraham followed those steps just like we should. First Peter, second chapter says, for even hereunto were you called, that you should follow his steps. That's the glory of God is following in the footsteps of Jesus that leads us to eternal glory. If we're if we got that same faith, faith of Abraham, then we Abraham seed and heirs according to the promise. We are part of the children of the faith of Abraham. What did he say? Of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. Listen closely. Paul keeps going back in his gospel that we think is another. I shouldn't say we think, some think is another. Paul keeps going back to the promise to Abraham, the promise to Abraham, the promise to Abraham. Because it's part of the gospel. Did God just promise Abraham just a little bitty tiny part of Canaan? Now, when you go over to the 17th chapter of Genesis, he said, look northward, southward, eastward, westward, all the land thou seest, I'll give to thee forever, everlasting possession. You can go read it yourself. Did it stop with that? What was the message God was actually telling Abraham? Paul even gets in more detail, and he don't stop with a little parcel of ground over in, uh, over in the Middle East somewhere. You know what he does? He brings it to a, a better understanding. Listen closely for us, because we're the children of Abraham. 13th verse, let's get to that promise. Happens to be the gospel. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world. You see this, Brother Dax? That's the promise of Abraham's inheritance. And Abraham and his seed, the word of God, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. That's the gospel of Paul. Glory to God. Dax got a lot to chew on tonight. Let's get, keep going here. But the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed, which was Christ was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. The law was 430 years later. Law couldn't disannul that promise, couldn't add to the promise. But it was through the righteousness of faith. Not just here in the faith, 
Not just believing in your mind that it's all true, but actually having the righteousness of that faith because he walked in the footsteps of it. That's what we got to do. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Time is it? I need to try to wrap it up. Again, I'm saving comments for later. I might respond. I might not. But I appreciate everybody that does comment. Gets me stirred up. Now, oh, this is all so good. Um, I'm not going to read all of this. Let's get back to First Peter. Actually, you know what? My goodness, it's all good. Oh, um, I got to get this real quick. You remember how he said in the Psalms 105, he confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law? That was 430 years before the law of Moses, before the carnal ordinances took place. He called it a law. Why? Because God preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying that his him and his seed, his seed was Christ. He confirmed it in preaching Christ to Abraham, the seed that would come. If he confirmed, if it was a law before the law of Moses, that was an everlasting law, it was an everlasting covenant. Nobody can disannul, nobody can add thereto. So that means Christ is the original oath of God. He's the original law. He's the original rule of his father. That's what it all goes back to. Listen closely. Oh, there's so much. We got a law today. And it's the same law that God preached before unto Abraham. It was the law confirmed unto, unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob for an everlasting covenant. Galatians, no, 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 no. Romans, the third chapter, I think. <laughs> I got to try to come to a close. Real quick, back in Galatians, where all this is, the meat of it is. Um, whole third chapter of Galatians is a gospel Paul was preaching about Abraham. It's all the message. But 23rd verse says, before faith came. What do you mean? Before Jesus came. We were under, kept under the law. What law? The law of Moses. Shut up under the faith that should afterwards be revealed. The prophets and the law, they foretold of the faith, of the grace that was to come, of the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Our faith finally came. The same faith that was preached to Abraham, that was the law, that was an everlasting covenant, that was confirmed in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob for an everlasting covenant. The law was before the law of Moses. When faith came, the original law of God came. How do you know, Apostle Paul even acknowledges it and confirms it in Romans, the third chapter? Romans 3. Twenty-four, few verses. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, the faith, the original law of God. Listen closely. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood. It's that faith again to declare His righteousness. Something we can do 
for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. These next two verses confirm what I'm telling you. To declare, we've got something to do. We've got something to declare. Just like Abraham left his family, his friends, and started a journey where he didn't know where by faith. We've got a journey to go by faith. Listen closely. We've got something to declare. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness. We've got something to declare, something to show the world by the power of faith. Listen closely. That he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus to Abraham and to his seed. Jesus, were the promises made, listen to this law that we still have. Not the law of Moses, not the law that was before the law and after the law. The faith of Jesus Christ. Listen to the next verse. It's, it's, a, it's a ringer. Where is boasting then? <laughs> I can't boast nothing. Nobody can. It's all a gift that we either receive and submit to or we reject and go our own way. So where's boasting? He asked a question. Where is boasting then? Then he makes a statement, very short sentence. It is excluded. There is no boasting. By what law? How is it excluded? By what law? Of works? He said nay. But by the law of faith, the same law that was 430 years before the law of Moses, that same faith finally came one day in the person of Jesus Christ in the mortal flesh. It was an everlasting law then. It's an everlasting law now. It's the same law of faith that Apostle Paul preached. It's the same law of faith that God preached to Abraham. Can't get around it. I know you're, you're, you're squirming right now. You're wiggling. It's, it's, it hurts your body. I know that. But you'll be okay. Once you actually see that there's one message, one gospel, it brings it all together. There's no divisions. There's no confusion. It's one message. What did he say? Wherefore is boasting? Is it excluded by what law? Of works? Nay. But by the law of faith. And then he brings in the law of Moses. Watch what he says. Therefore, we concluded that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. What law is he talking about? When you're reading all this, he's talking about the law of Moses. Paul's confirming there is a law from the beginning. The law was put in because of transgressions, also in the third chapter of Galatians. We'll just get that real quick. 19th verse, wherefore then serveth the law? It's 430 years later. It was added because of transgressions till the seed should come. That seed finally came. Faith finally came in the mortal flesh. He left us an example that we should follow his steps because he suffered for us. That we should follow his footsteps who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth. When he suffered, Reviled not when he threatened. Well, I quoted that wrong. We're actually going to go to First Peter. We'll just read that and we'll come to a close. For even here and two where you call First Peter 2.21, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. When he reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Hmm. The original law of God came in the mortal flesh. Nobody can disannul it. Nobody can add to it. I'm going to have to try to come to a close here. Uh, stay in Peter and uh, 1 and 21. So 
2 Peter, he says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Was he preaching the same grace Paul was? Or did Paul have a different grace by chance? I don't think so. 1 Peter, first chapter. Let's see what Paul said. 21. Who by him, by Jesus, do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and your hope might be in God. Were they preaching two different faiths? I don't think so. Seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth. Not just believing it. Obeying it. Souls and obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Being born again. Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. That born again new creature by faith and obedience and submission to the word from the beginning. What did he say? By the word of God. Just the word of God. That's what it is. It's the word of God. Which liveth and abideth forever. It was confirmed. It was it was commanded. It was to a thousand generations. For all flesh is as grass, which liveth and abideth forever. And all the glory of man is a flower of grass, and the grass weathereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord. Same word in Genesis 15, Genesis 12. Genesis, well, all the way back to the beginning. Word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word. What's he dumb it down to? This is the word. One word, one message, one gospel, one seed, one faith, one Lord. It's all one. What did he say? This is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you, and we will come to a close in uh, Romans, the eighth chapter. Here's that law again. It was before the law of Moses, and that we're serving that same law today that was before Moses. Romans 8, and I'll come to close. Therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus in that seed, family of Abraham, where the promises are, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the, wait a second, they're walking after the spirit now, right? Join the family of God. Our father Abraham with faith. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is the rule of God. He's the rule of law. He is the law of the spirit of life. It finally came now. Witnessed by the 12 apostles. Preached by Paul. That same law of faith is here today. And it's going to last forevermore. It's a law no matter how you look at it. What did he say? The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the other law, from the law of sin and death. God bless you. Thanks for being with us. Uh, we'll get on another subject. If there's any subjects you want to uh, hear, I'll try my best. I've already had some people ask me to get into some things, and I haven't yet. Um, but I uh, appreciate everybody. And, and do me a favor. Sorry about that. My bad. Uh, I was trying to swipe the other. Um, share these. Even if you don't think people like them or they get their feelings hurt or complain or whine, just share them anyway. We want to start having Bible studies. I want to get together with people and, and, and hash things out, talk about things, because we are supposed to come together. I have a zeal. I preach what I preach, and I believe it's in the Bible. Other, other people feel the same way. But if we come together as ministers, 
to study and to hash these things out. Then we go back out to the people and we feed them with the basics. The basics is what saves us. We get into the basics with the ministers we study and we get into serious Bible says. Then we go out and feed the people. I'm telling you, we're all going to grow in knowledge and faith. But uh, until then, uh, I'll see you next time. What have you been doing tonight? You've been watching the gospel message, the one gospel message. And I'm your host, of little old, just little old Frederick. Love you, Brother Dax. Came at me and I respond. Can you hear me?